when you are able to vibrate, resonate sounds with your internal instrument, your voice, your organ of the soul, as Henry Longfellow says, that you are able to connect in with the vibration of who you are. And so it's a powerful tool for self-realization and self-expression. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, and today I have another phenomenal guest here with me in the studio. You don't see her how I see her, but it looks like she just walked in from a Disney movie. She is gorgeous. Sitting here, her the light that is within her is just pouring out through her, and I get to see this in her. Of course, you can too if you go find her after this episode. But today I have a beautiful being who in the world is shining her light, using her voice to share her gifts with others. And I'm really excited to share her with each of you. My guest today is Rush Dorset. Rush is a voice empowerment coach. She helps people to unlock their voice's full potential and express themselves authentically. Drawing on more than a decade of experience in singing and performing on stages around the world, as well as training in voice science, yoga, sound healing, and transformational life coaching, Rush has created a unique modality to approach the voice from a holistic mind-body-spirit perspective. Her mission is to help people feel freedom and confidence in their voice so that they can make the impact in the world that they are born to make. And literally that last line gave me chills all over my body. Rush, thank you for being you and thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me on the show. And hello, everyone who is listening. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm. Well, we will make sure you know how to get connected with Rush. Like I already feel like I'm like, you guys need to go see her. You need to look her up, but we will get there. I promise. First, we are going to have a conversation that is sure to delight, inspire, uplift, empower you listening. I don't know where this conversation is going to lead us, but I do know that it will be purely divine. So stay tuned and listen for what it has to say to you specifically on this very special day that you are listening to it. So what I love to ask each of my guests before I have them on the show is what it is that they stand for. Why are they in the world? What lights them up? What are they passionate about? Because for me, that is the most inspiring thing to, to talk about. That is the place to start. Like, why do we do what we do? Who are we? What do we stand for? And then through that, that inspires others to connect more fully with who they truly are and why they're in the world. So Rush answered that question that she stands for people to own their voice, to unleash their creativity embody their fullest self-expression. And you heard a lot of that in her bio as well. And so how I'd like to start this conversation today is by asking Rush a simple yet not always easy question, which is why do you do what you do in the world? Mm, I love that question. And so if I'm going to be completely honest with myself and with everybody listening, the reason why I do what I do, the reason why I stand for people to own their voice is that I believe that it is a birthright 
for everyone to share themselves in the world, for everyone to be the brightest light they can possibly be. And so, you know, I feel very strongly that I'm called to this work, that this work really found me. And so it was really in my own process of tuning in to my own self-expression, to understanding what is this instrument that I have, this voice that I have, what are, what are all the possibilities that I can do with it? And so personally, I've always been a singer, I've always been involved in the arts, and creative self-expression has always been a form of deep connection for me. Connection with myself and a way to connect with others, a way to create something together. And so seeing people, I mean, what saddens me the most is when I see people who are feeling shut down, who feel like they don't have a voice, people who feel like, oh, I'm not creative, or I don't know how to sing, or I don't know how to speak on stage. Those limiting beliefs make me so sad because they're not true. Everyone has a gift to share. And so this is what I deeply stand for is to allow people to give permission for people to really shine in their brightest light. Oh, I love that so much, Rush. That we have a birthright to share our stories, our gifts, that we have that to, to use our voice. I love, of course, that there's the very real experience of that, the, the true expression of you being a singer and a voice coach. And the more, you know, so there's a literal meaning of using our voices that we have the voice. And then the, uh, the, the more figurative expression of it, that we have a voice to speak our truth, to yes. share our gifts. And I just, I love all of that so much. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go a little deeper and ask why it's almost like the why for your why that's mm -hmm. such a powerful reason for what you do in the world to mm -hmm. empower others to to use that voice because it's their birthright do you have any inclination as to why that is your calling so something in your mm -hmm. life or where you come mm -hmm. from that that perhaps mm -hmm. imprinted you to have this calling in the first place yes Oh, great question. So yes, I'll just get really personal. So um, in my in my upbringing, and um, you know, there wasn't a specific moment where I was told to be silent or told that I wasn't enough. But somehow in my upbringing, I absorbed these beliefs from society, from um, just my surroundings. Um, I, I formed the belief somewhere along the way that I wasn't enough, that my voice didn't matter, and that I couldn't fully be myself, that I had to kind of break myself into fragments for specific contexts. So for example, in a certain social circle, I had to be this rush, and then in another social circle, I had to be this rush. And I wasn't safe to be my fullest expression of myself and to let every part of me shine. I, I never felt fully integrated. And I, that was deeply painful for me to realize that I wasn't being fully authentic. And so it wasn't until I really, uh, you know, I, I got to college and I started really thinking about what do I want to do with my life? What's my purpose? What do I want to study? What's, who am I? 
you know, all of these, all of this came up for me very strongly of facing this, of how do I actually find who I am? How do I express myself in the way that I'm meant to be expressed in this one life that I have? This one life. <laughs> and I want to live it fully. And I, and I was sure that other people felt similarly, that there's this, this desperate want, this drive to be fully expressed, that it was hard to even put into words. And so the reason why, to come back to your question, the reason why I do what I do is to find that joy, that freedom, that fully aliveness, I'm making up words here, but the, the feeling of being fully alive and present, that is what I, that's what I was seeking. And that's what I feel that I'm here to do and that others are here to do as well. So that's why I stand for owning your voice. Oh man, I am just chilled from head to toe. I can't <laughs> hardly, like if, if you could like get in, like my, my body's like trying to, my soul is trying to escape my body right now is what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> let's like push through here. It's so electric what you're saying. And so I heard so many truths and, and, and things I can relate to. And specifically one thing that you said that I was like, oh my gosh, you know, not really necessarily being told by any one person to, um, to be quiet or to like, you know, shut down in a sense from expressing who you are. And yet I actually do have these vague memories of uh, growing up and I was a very expressive child. I was also in theater and the arts growing up. And so I was a performer and I remember I'd be in a restaurant or out in public and I would you know, at least how I recall, and I think this was true because I've seen it even more lately, more recently in my life. Um, you know, a parent of mine might say, "Oh, Amanda, be quiet. Amanda, quiet down. You're in public, etc." Right. So even we don't recognize it, but even those, it's not that that's what our parents were intending to do, but as a young child, we take that information, and again, we we it, it's imprinted on us, or we somehow create a story around that from a young age. And so I, I can very much relate and resonate with that experience of yours. So as you are now, wow, you're, you're further on your journey and you're here to be fully expressed, to express all of who you are, to no longer feel like you can only be this rush and then this rush and you have to kind of keep yourself in all these boxes. Mm -hmm. How would you say or or what? I don't even know how to phrase the question, but basically I want to know how the voice on that both literal and figurative, you know, perspective, how it's making a difference for you. So what have you discovered about expressing yourself more fully as you've begun to own your voice? What's, what has that looked like? What has that been? Yes. I'm so glad you asked. And even as you asked the question, my heart just... <laughs> It just ignites because this is my favorite topic. So yes, the idea of self-expression and the connection to the voice. So what I realized in that time when I was really doing a lot of exploration, of course, I'm still doing exploration, but I, I realized, oh, I love to sing. Why do I love to sing? What does that have to do with my life's purpose? What does that have to do with who I am and how I'm showing up in the world? Like, does it have anything to do with something beyond the aesthetic, you know, the aesthetic of the voice of a performance? Is there something deeper here? And so I started to explore that theme. And what I realized, I started taking notes that whenever I sang and practiced music, 
that afterwards I noticed that I felt more open. I felt more open to connect with people. I felt happier, more joyful. I said, oh, that's interesting, huh? And so then I started my journey of yoga and meditation and some of that deep work. And I recognized that there are a lot of overlaps between the two modalities of singing and yoga. And in fact, it goes back a long ways, all the way back to Nada yoga, really early forms of yoga that incorporate sound and mantra and singing as a form of yoga. And so then I, I realized that and many people have realized this, of course, that singing is a form of self-realization, that actually when you are able to vibrate, resonate sounds with your internal instrument, your voice, your organ of the soul, as Henry Longfellow says, that you are able to connect in with the vibration of who you are. And so these ancient mantras that one can use, they actually create an energetic blueprint within our body, uh, within our nervous system. It helps to actually clear emotional blocks. Um, it it cl clears and focuses the mind. Mantra actually means mind protector, mantra, mind protector. And so by chanting a mantra, you're actually focusing the mind and you're helping your mind to, to dissipate any distractions. And so that's the power of sound. It works very quickly through us. I mean, we are mostly water and bones and th th both of those things resonate vibration. And so the power of actually using your voice to vibrate within your body has a very strong physiological effect and it's been studied. And fortunately, there are a lot of studies coming out these days about the power of vocal vocaliz vocalization, vocal toning, different practices. So that's one aspect of the voice and the reason why it's a powerful tool for self-realization and self-expression, because it helps you to get in touch with your true nature and it helps you get focused within on that. So that's one aspect. Another aspect of the voice is that it's a creative tool. It's the way that we relate to others. And so when you are open in your voice physically, then you can also be open emotionally and mentally. It's all interconnected. And so that's the reason why, you know, singing a song or, or sharing a, a speech on stage that really has the power to connect with people, to move people. So your voice is the, it's the, it's an energy that you're sharing with the world. So it's, it's the energy behind your words as well as your words. So all of that sums up the reason why I knew that I loved singing for a reason. And I knew that I loved, I was fascinated by the voice for a reason. And it's because it all comes back to, it is our instrument for self-expression. Wow. I have to admit, I am literally so captivated by what you're saying. And I am like mm -hmm. completely sinking into it and feeling your excitement. It is contagious to hear it that I'm nearly getting lost. I mean, as in, mm -hmm. I have no idea what to ask you next. Like that was <laughs> so brilliant. We're not done. Don't worry. I, I'll, we're going to get, we're going to get to more, but those listening, I'm curious if you've had a similar experience just now where I was like completely present. I was so fully present in your response because you were holding me with such it, your energy was so full of, of, 
of light in that moment that I couldn't do anything but listen. And I almost, I like, even if I had like made a note of an idea, it was gone by the next sentence. So thank you for sharing all of that. Wow. Of course. Thank you for being present with me and receiving. <laughs> I so, so brilliant. <laughs> it's probably one of the, I would say it may be the most difficult thing of my, my quote unquote job here as the interviewer yes. is at times I want to get lost in what you're saying. And um, so I do, I let myself do that as I did just now. It's so beautiful. And you said so much of wonderful things. I mean, the idea that our voice, the, the resonance, the mantras, I've, I've been having more experience with that myself recently, mm-hmm. um, experiencing more mantra, experiencing that resonance in our body. And I love how by opening that, so there's this self-realization, portion and then the self-expression, right? So we go inward and then we go outward with what we have realized, with what we have opened unto, and now we can express it into the world. I love that the voice is that thing that does create. So we put into the world that which we desire by speaking it, by, by saying it. And I mean, people will start with our thoughts, right? Thoughts become things. Well, guess what? We verbalize them, right? We give voice to them in the world. So talk a little bit more about that, will you, in terms of either your own life, maybe what you've seen in other lives, this, this idea of, of really giving life to our life through our voice or creating mm. through our voice. Mm. Oh, I love that question so much. <laughs> I'm loving all your questions. Oh, where to begin? So in in most ancient scriptures from around the world, most creation stories have something to do with a word spoken to form the world. You know, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. Um, you know, ancient, ancient scriptures from India and, and Hindu culture talk about um, Avalokiteshvara and the, and the beginning of the world coming from a dream and then that dream being then spoken into the world to manifest and be created. And so people, the reason why I share this is because ancient lineages have acknowledged the power of the word to create. And so when it comes to the present day, we can apply this in our lives. So one can actually tune in to their energy, uh, you know, through a practice of, of breathing, of singing, of any kind of mind-body work, and tap into that feeling of, what do I want to create today? What is it that I actually want to bring into the world? Uh, and, and it really starts out with an energy first, that emotional state that you desire to experience. Is that peace? Is that love? Is that joy? Is that abundance? And so bringing yourself into that state, and you can do that through the practice of using your voice as well, through the singing and the chanting. And so once you're in that space, you can then declare it powerfully out into the world. And so that's the beautiful, I'm really glad that you mentioned the internal and the external and that interconnection between the two. Because a lot of people, and this is something I feel really called to say and make a distinction around, is that, you know, the, there's a buzzword happening these days of, you know, uh, share my truth, like express my truth. That's kind of a buzz phrase that's happening. And I feel that 
we haven't all connected into what exactly does that mean? You know, does that mean that I can just share whatever comes to my mind all of a sudden and, you know, actually hurt somebody potentially? Like, what does it actually mean to express your truth? And so to me personally, what it means, and this is, I think it invites someone to actually look really deeply within to what is that truth? So rather than just saying the first thing that comes to mind, let's actually take a moment and pause and tune into ourselves, tune into the heart, tune into the body's wisdom and, and come into our authentic selves, come into our divine selves. And something that I believe is that all of us are innately loving, innately peaceful. And so, you know, it's actually an illusion to be in fear or to be in doubt or hatred. Those are illusions, things of the world that we've picked up. And so when we actually are able to release those and come into our true selves and, and actually embody the vibration of that experience, the vibration of our true selves of love, of joy, of peacefulness, and declare it into the world, that's when we can create it. And so that's why I'm really excited that you're hosting this show, that you've created a platform for people to share what lights them up, because it's the power of sharing these messages that we can actually inspire, evoke thoughts, experiences in someone else. And, you know, and light the world, light the world up <laughs> with this inspiration, right? So that's the power of of communicating from a place of authentic truth of inspiration. And then one more thing I'll say on this topic, I love it so much, I could just go on and on. But something else I'll say is just to remind listeners that the power of sound, the power of music is something we really know innately. And so if you think about, for example, a song that you listened to back when you were little and you hear that song all over again, and what does it do? It immediately brings back those emotions, that experience, those memories. There have been lots of studies on this, especially with, with Alzheimer's patients and in the music therapy world, using music as a tool for for re recalling. And so the same goes with sound healing. So when you find yourself in an emotional state and you declare it in the world, the way that you say it, the tone that you say it in, the resonance that you're using, that is a sound blueprint that you can actually recall at any time. And it immediately brings back that emotional state. So sound is one of the most powerful tools for manifesting and creating the world that we want to live in. Wow. Oh, so many good things you're saying. And, mm -hmm. and I want to touch upon a couple uh, specifically that really stood out. First of all, I really love that you offered us that distinction of what it means for you personally to express one's truth. And I very much concur in my own experience of it can be a, a bit of that, you know, that buzzword or I'm, you know, it, it almost becomes a uh, not an excuse, but a little bit of a justification for, oh, I can just say whatever I want. I'm speaking my truth, you know? And, and, and for the most part, of course, I really honor that. And I really, really appreciate your invitation to all of us to go within first, to, to first know where am I coming from and, and what's the resonance from which I am speaking this truth so that it is going out with that um, that innate love that we are, right? So that it is coming mm -hmm. from that place, which by the way, I have to ask, have you read A Course in Miracles? 
It sounds I have not, but I know about it. I yeah. love that. I, I love that even better because you're practically speaking the language of that text. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, that just to me points back to how truth is truth is truth. Yes. Uh, there's some universal truths actually mm -hmm. on that note with mm -hmm. truth. Our truth, mm -hmm. this is a discovery I've made recently, my truth can change. So it's not as if there's one truth forever and ever, amen. Like I said, I do believe there are universal truths that we point to. And my experience of truth might change. And I remember recently, within the last few months, having an experience of wanting to express my truth, voice, like give voice to my truth. Yes. That felt very important for me. And even though I did, I did that, and then my truth, quote unquote, changed, meaning what I spoke later, I felt differently about. Now, I, I, and I want to say that because I do, and I'm curious what your thoughts are, and then I have that other thing I'll, I'll mention, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. We can express our truth. We can speak our truth. We can come from a heart-centered, loving place and do that and trust that if our just because we do that, it's okay that our truth changes. Am I making sense right now? You are. You're making sense completely. And yes, so truth, truth is a dynamic. It's a dynamic thing, right? And <laughs> so what I love about the practice, because it is a practice of, it's a commitment to, to listen in and speak from a place of integrity and alignment with what's, what's actually authentically coming up for me in this moment. You know, it's a presence to that. And so it, I, I love that you mentioned that, yes, it's dynamic. It changes sometimes because that's the nature of reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's when we actually, when we speak from a place of what I think it should be, mm -hmm. that's actually, you know, adopting things from the outside that are not necessarily ours or are not necessarily present. And so that's another thing is that sometimes, yes, we're speaking about love and inspiration and joy and all of that, but sometimes truth doesn't look beautiful. It doesn't appear to be beautiful. It can be very challenging sometimes. I mean, to have a challenging conversation with somebody, to have the courage to actually tap in and really listen to what's authentically coming up for me in this moment, you know, and this is hard right now. And yet this, like, this is what's real. And so I'm going to express it, but knowing that it's not coming from a place of blame, it's not coming from a place of guilt or shame, it's still coming from that intention of love, the intention of let's clear this, let's be in integrity with this, let's connect and find a solution. So that I feel is very important to understand about this, uh, this authentic communication that we're all sharing. And then of course it might change later on. I love, okay. So the other thing I was going to ask you mm -hmm. about was authenticity and being authentic. Yeah. So thank you for you. You took my first question, my first attempt at understanding truth right in this moment. And yes, because it is what is true for me in this moment and then can i come forward fully authentically from that place and express it from a space of love from an intention of love whether or not what i am saying is i love you i could be saying i'm really angry with you right now but right. i'm coming from a place of love okay so let's keep going down the authenticity and being authentic yeah. because you talked about that at the beginning 
Mm-hmm. You've used the word a lot throughout. So what else do you want to share about what that means to you? What does that look mm-hmm. like to you? How can we be more authentic? Yes. Oh, great question. All right. So this is perfect because you are an artist yourself, you know, you're actress. And so I, and I want to share with everyone that, um, this analogy of the performing arts that I think everyone can relate to. So when you think of say a a performance that you saw, you know, a singer on stage, an actress, an actor, um, what was compelling about that performance? If you think, if you can break it down, It's actually that you can feel when that person is sharing something from a place that they are completely present, from a place of presence, from a place of authenticity, of deep connection with what they're saying. And so you can also think about performances that you might have seen that are not compelling. Maybe they fell flat or maybe you just didn't believe it. Like you couldn't suspend your, you couldn't become engrossed in it and you weren't enthralled in it, right? There was some reason for that. The audience is very smart and very intuitive, and they can sense right away, even if it's on a subconscious level, they don't even have to know why they're not quite liking the performance, but it usually has to do with the fact that the performer is not completely present or is is not, uh, yeah, completely connected in that moment. And so authenticity comes from that place of presence. And so that's how, that's where connection is created. That's where vulnerability is created. So there's another wonderful acting example of say, you know, there's a, there's a skit happening on stage, you're watching the performance. And then there's a mistake made where somebody like accidentally drops a pin on the ground when that wasn't supposed to happen. What would be weird is if the actors completely ignored it and then continued with the skit as if it didn't happen, that would not be acknowledging what just happened, right? What would actually be true to the moment would be to acknowledge that the pin dropped and like pick it up and continue with the, you know, the play. So that's just an example of let's just acknowledge what's here and now, and let's not make it wrong. Let's, let's actually invite it into the space. And that creates trust. That creates connection. So that's, yeah. That example just came to mind and I hope that that resonates. Oh, so much, so much. And, and I'm, yes, as a former actor, I mean, I say former because I'm not actively doing it though. It's still a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. All those times where, you know, it's the more um, novice actors who ignore it, right? And why? Because of shame embarrassment. Well, if I acknowledge it, that means I've made a mistake. I can't do that. So just like in life, we don't acknowledge the present moment out of shame, fear, embarrassment. What would people think? Oh my gosh, did they notice? Did they see me? (laughs) we're, We're in that, we do the same thing. And Rush, I'm so appreciative to you right now because you've offered me a way of understanding why I connect with certain guests on this show more than others. Mm. And I, I don't think I would have ever been able to articulate it in a way as you did just now, which is when, and I'm, I'm sure I am a part of this, of course, equally, sometimes it's easier to see or notice in another than it is in ourselves. But when my guest is fully present like you have been today. That's why I have been so captivated and in like engrossed in your quote unquote performance. And what I love is actually you are doing the antithesis of performing 
because mm-hmm. you're being fully present and authentic. But as if I were watching a performance and that's the same thing. So when I'm with a guest or sharing space with another human being who is fully present, you're right. I feel that. I can tell there's a difference. There is a deeper connection. And, and I, I can, of course, then turn that around on myself and go, and then so it is with me. When I am fully present, I imagine that those of those of you I speak with and connect with feel more connected with me, feel more trusting of me in this space. So, and our, our heads are actually nodding in sync. I don't know if you noticed that, but yes. <laughs> the audience couldn't see it, but we were literally nodding our heads at the exact same yeah. time. That was amazing. Beautiful synchrony. I love it. Yes. Okay, Rush, we could talk for hours really more. Could. <laughs> and we're going to respect our time and the times of our the time of our listeners. And so I would love to conclude with three questions that I ask each of my guests. Great. The first question is who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's a great question. So it's so funny. I'm just going to go with the first thing that came to my mind because there are lots of people that inspire me. But Interestingly, the first person that came to my mind is Meryl Streep. And what's interesting is that a lot of people say that I look like her. <laughs> I was literally just going to say, I'm like, you look like her. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting that recently. Like, oh, you look like a young Meryl Streep. So I'll take it. Hey, she is incredible. She's one of the most authentic actresses out there she deeply connects with her character and and she's very deeply committed to her vision in the world as well and and standing for women's rights and standing for people to express themselves as well. I I have high respect for her and who she is. Wow, she's a legend. So that's the first person that came to mind. Mm -hmm. I love so much. I will offer this because I offer this to guests from time to time. Why I love this question so much is because when I ask why, I get to hear who you are. So as you express to me why you are so inspired by Meryl Streep, I hear who Rush Dorsett is in the world. Mm -hmm. A woman who is authentic, who is deeply committed to her mission and vision in the world. And and the reason I know that is Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't see it in her if it wasn't in you. Wow. I just got chills. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Second question. Mm And that's exactly what I'm looking for. First response. Like you're doing that. You're, you're already like getting an A plus. All right, here we go. <laughs> what place or activity most inspires you right now? Mm, immediately, I know. It's the North Carolina mountains. Oh, that is my spot. That's where I grew up going, um, you know, over the summer. And what I mean, I really just being in nature, being in those Blue Ridge Mountains, there's something ancient and wise about those mountains. And it's just, I feel deeply rooted. I feel deeply connected to myself when I'm there. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm, I'm taking notes right now. I've mountains. (laughs) coming up lately. Yes. Uh, it's a good day for me. So I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm paying attention to that. Mm. Third question. What is a favorite book that has inspired you on your journey? Ooh, my goodness. Okay. First one that came to mind is a book called Change Your Aura, Change Your Life. And so it's one that my mentor recommended to me and it is changing my life, <laughs> truly. Yeah, it's written by Barbara Martin and Dimitri Moriatis. 
And what it's about is it's about the aura. It's about this energetic field that we all have around us. And when I was growing up and I, I never really knew much about it, you know, I'd heard the word, oh, aura, but that's for clairvoyance or that's maybe not real. Or I just didn't know what to think about it because I couldn't see them myself. But this book just breaks it down in such a logical way about what exactly is the aura. And it's so supported by science coming out today. Of course, we all have electromagnetic fields around us. And um, yeah, so the way that this book actually maps out what is an aura and how can you actually, how does it influence you? Um, and how can you activate it using specific meditations to access parts of yourself that you want to, you know, bring out more? So um, I, I use it every single morning. I've been using this meditation practice to connect in with the divine love that I want to embody and experience every day. Wow. So great. I haven't heard mm -hmm. that book yet. So I always love mm -hmm. hearing new book titles. Mm -hmm. I will make sure to link to that book in our show notes. Yes. So if anyone wants to check it out, they can, including links to how they can find and connect with you. Because at this point, if you haven't already felt it, you're going to want to hear more from this woman. You're going to want to go out and at least see a picture of her and say for yourself whether or not she looks like a young Meryl Streep. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're going to agree with that comment. So Rush, where can they find you? Where can they connect? Yes. So I have a website. It's rushdorset.com. Very easy. And there you can hear some of my singing recordings. You can check out some of the work that I'm doing. And also I am hosting an online show as well. It's called the Own Your Voice Show. And it's all about this theme of, of owning your voice, what that means from different perspectives, including sound healing. Um, there are other voice coaches and you are on the show as well, Amanda. So I'm really excited to share that series. And so you're all welcome to join and listen in as well. Awesome. We'll make sure you have that link also in the show notes or just, you know, type in her name, rushdorset.com. Find her, connect with her, listen to her voice uh, and how she expresses herself fully in all ways. And then find how you are now inspired to activate your own expression by getting in tune with your voice, with your body. And again, find her if you need more resources, check out this book. It's endless. Maybe this was simply a, a a seed that's been planted for you, or perhaps a few breadcrumbs have been laid on your path for you to now follow and see how might you use your voice to more authentically and fully express who you are in this world. Rush, this has been such a divine pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, for holding the space for me to share what I am just most excited about. And thank you all for listening. Absolutely. This episode is going down in the books as one that has been super inspiring. They all are in their own ways, but boy, I have felt this one in my body from head to toe. For those listening, thank you for tuning in again. And I'm going to ask if you have not yet subscribed, be sure to do that. It's as easy as pushing a button and subscribing on whatever platform suits you best so that you are notified of these incredibly amazing, inspiring guests that I have and conversation that I have to share with you. And then if this episode spoke to you, share it with a friend, rate it, review it so that we can continue to reach more and more people with these messages of inspiration. And until next time, many, many blessings.